Coming to you from the Forge of Freedom studio in the heart of America, a podcast dedicated to preserving freedom and inspiring personal success. Freedom is born and lives through you, the individual, and it dies in the shadows of tyranny. Motivating our listeners to become well-rounded, freedom-minded people with the body of an athlete, the mind of a stoic, and the spirit of a warrior. The Tree of Liberty lives on through you, the Forge of Freedom. And now, here's your host, Alex Uli. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Forge of Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Alex Uli, and this is episode 56 of the Forge of Freedom. Earlier this week, on Monday, August 28th, a a 12-year-old boy named Jaden was kicked out of class in Colorado Springs, uh, Colorado, for having a Gadsden flag patch on his backpack, which the school claimed to have origins with slavery and the slave trade. Uh, the school's uh, director said via email that the patch was a was disruptive to the classroom environment. There was also a video released of a, a school administrator talking with Jaden and his mother, and I, I'll link to that video uh, in the show notes. But in the video, you can hear the staff member say that the school does not want the flag uh, or the patch displayed, uh, like I said, due, quote, due to its origins with slavery and slave trade, end quote. And clearly this, this person had no clue what she was talking about and knew nothing about the origins or the meaning of the Gadsden flag. So I wanted to take some time to explain where this flag comes from and dispel the notion that it is inappropriate unless, of course, you do not like freedom and prefer the tyrannical despotism of an all-powerful government. So uh, in this, <laughs> I learned about this from uh, Twitter or, or X, uh, Connor Boyack, the author or one of the authors of the Tuttle Twins series, which is a book series uh, for young children. I'll talk to, uh, I'll talk about it a little bit more later in the episode, but he posted this video on Twitter and it gained a lot of traction. It had millions of views. I think it had over 12 million views uh, just uh, shortly after it was posted. And uh, due to that pressure, the school ultimately succumbed and allowed Jaden to return to class with the patch on his backpack. Uh, But uh, I'll pull up the tweet here while I'm uh, recording here and see what it has as I'm recording this on September 1st. It has 12.4 million views as of uh, 4.45 today on September 1st, 2023, uh, having been posted just a few days ago on August 29th. So um, thankfully, the school changed direction. This is a public school, mind you, a a charter school, but a a public school insofar as it is funded by uh, state funds or by tax dollars. Uh, So anyway, with that said, let's get into the main topic for today, the Gadsden flag. What is it? What does it mean? What are its origins? Before the United States 
ever existed, the rattlesnake was a symbol of the unity of the 13 colonies at the start of the Revolutionary War, and it had a long history, has had a long history, as a political symbol in America. In fact, if if you look at the U.S. Forest Service website, it says this about rattlesnakes, and I'll link to this in the show notes as well. It says, they will not attack, but if disturbed or cornered, they will defend themselves. And that is the attitude that Benjamin Franklin loved about them. Rattlesnakes are also native to the Americas and uniquely American in that way. The British and the Europeans had never seen rattlesnakes. And that's why Benjamin Franklin wanted the rattlesnake to be the representation of America. It was and is still today distinctly American. And the rattlesnake symbol originated in the 1754 political cartoon uh, Join or Die, published in Benjamin Franklin's Pennsylvania Gazette. The cartoon, which depicted the colonies divided as segments of a cut-up snake, uh, exhorted the colonies to unite in the face of the French and Indian War uh, between 1754 and 1763. The segmented rattlesnake represented Franklin's vision of the colonies uniting against the French. And the same the symbol was later used to represent unity during the Revolutionary War. Uh, where Benjamin Franklin once again invoked the imagery of the rattlesnake. And I'm going to read you a quote here, some excerpts from Benjamin Franklin's writing in the Pennsylvania Journal from December 27th, 1775. He says, I recollected that her eye excelled in brightness, that of any other animal, and that she has no eyelids. She may therefore be esteemed an emblem of vigilance. She never begins an attack, nor when once engaged, ever surrenders. She is therefore an emblem of magnanimity and true courage. As if anxious to prevent all pretensions of quarreling with her, the weapons with which nature has furnished her, she conceals in the roof of her mouth, so that, to those who are unacquainted with her, she appears to be a most defenseless animal. And even when those weapons are shown and extended for her defense, they appear weak and contemptible. But their wounds, however small, are decisive and fatal. Conscious of this, she never wounds till she has generously given notice, even to her enemy, and cautioned him against the danger of treading on her. Was I wrong, sir, in thinking that this a strong picture of the temper and conduct of America? I confess I was wholly at a loss what to make of the rattles, till I went back and counted them and found them just thirteen, exactly the number of colonies united in America. Tis curious and amazing to observe how distinct and independent of each other the rattles of this animal are, and yet how firmly they are united together. 
so as never to be separated but by breaking them to pieces. One of those rattles, singly, is incapable of producing sound, but the ringing of 13 together is sufficient to alarm the boldest man living. I love that. And you can see why, uh, as I'll talk about here in just a little bit, libertarians might identify with the rattlesnake. He says, and I'll just repeat this here, quote, the rattlesnake never begins an attack, nor when once engaged ever surrenders. She never wounds till she has generously given notice even to her enemy and has cautioned him against the danger of treading on her, end quote. And so this backstory, what does this all have to do with the Gadsden flag? The Gadsden flag uh, is, has its origins in 1776. Gadsden proposed the flag to uh, the South Carolina Provincial Congress. And we know this from a journal of the South Carolina Provincial Congress from February 9th, 1776, where it says, Colonel Gadsden presented to the Congress an elegant standard, such as to be used by the Commander-in-Chief of the American Navy, being a yellow field with a lively representation of a rattlesnake in the middle in the attitude of going to strike. And these words underneath, do not tread on, sorry, back up there, don't tread on me. And this is the only primary source we have that connects Gadsden with the Gadsden flag. Gadsden intended the flag as a warning to Britain not to violate the liberties of its American subjects. And the message was, leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. Live and let live. Uh, the flag has been described as the most popular symbol of the American Revolution. Its design proclaims an assertive warning of vigilance and willingness to act in defense against coercion. And this has led it to be associated with the ideas of individualism and liberty. And it's often used in the United States as a symbol uh, of libertarianism, of classic liberalism, and small government. And uh, more broadly, for distrust or defiance against authorities and government. And the, the flag is named for Christopher Gadsden. It's often referred to as the Gadsden flag or the Don't Tread on Me flag. Uh, but Christopher Gadsden was a South Carolina delegate to the Continental Congress and a brigadier general in the Continental Army. And he designed the flag, uh, as I said, and proposed it to the South Carolina Provincial Congress. And he gave the flag to Commodore Hopkins, and it was unfurled on the main mast of Hopkins' flagship USS Alfred on December 20th, 1775. And Congress later made Hopkins commander-in-chief of the Continental Navy. And he adopted the Gadsden flag as his personal flag, flying it from uh, the main mast of the flagship while he was aboard. And the Continental Marines also flew the flag during the early part of the war. 
After the end of the Revolutionary War, the Gadsden flag and the rattlesnake fell to the sidelines and fell by the wayside as the, the bald eagle became the symbol of the United States. And even though the bald eagle did beat out the rattlesnake as the symbol of the United States, the rattlesnake has remained a symbol of freedom, independence, and resistance to authority. The rattlesnake and the Gadsden flag in particular also became a symbol of the libertarian movement in the 1970s. Uh, it's my understanding that the yellow background of the Gadsden flag is partly why many libertarian organizations tend to use yellow or gold colors. And the flag has had a, a bit of a resurgence in recent years being used by groups that feel marginalized or, or trampled on. And it's a symbol of resistance, uh, but it may mean something different to different groups and people. But here's what it means to me. Uh, it's a representation of courage, peace, strength, vigilance, limited government, resistance to authority, and freedom. And so with all that, uh, that brings us back to the recent news that brought about this discussion. Jaden, the 12-year-old boy that was removed from class due to his Gadsden flag patch on his backpack. Now you know, unlike the school administrator, that the origins of the Gadsden flag have nothing to do with slavery or the slave trade. It's true that some white supremacists have used the flag, but so have classical liberals and libertarians. Some lefty groups or progressive groups have cited Gadsden too. There's even a pro-LGBT version. There's nothing inherently disruptive about a student displaying a Gadsden flag patch on his backpack. Public school administrators can't ban the expression of an idea, symbol, or viewpoint just because they personally dislike it. And I think that's exactly what was going on here. The Vanguard School, the name of this school out in Colorado Springs, I think, didn't like the ideas associated with the Gaston flag uh, and censored this young boy for his patch on his backpack. One thing we know from the 1969 Supreme Court case of Tinker versus Des Moines uh, the freedom of speech must be protected in public schools where there is an expression of opinion, whether verbal or symbolic, as long as it is not disruptive to learning. And thankfully, Jaden didn't back down. And with the help of Connor Boyack, uh, as I said, his, his story was circulated to millions of people, and the school administration eventually reversed their decision. Uh, one thing that's interesting is uh, earlier this morning I checked uh, on CNN and MSNBC because uh, Connor Boyack, again on Twitter or X, posted that uh, CNN and MSNBC had no coverage of this story. None whatsoever. They just ignored it. And so I checked that 
again this afternoon uh, after 4 p.m. and still no coverage of this story uh, and about the bravery of this this young boy. And if you hadn't heard about this incident with Jaden in Colorado, I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, you should check it out. Uh, watch the video. Uh, Jaden is an impressive uh, child, and if you watch the video, you can tell that he knows the administrator had no idea what she was talking about. He also gave a, a few interviews and said he attributes his bravery and fortitude to his mother and to having read the Tuttle Twins series. His favorite of which, he says, is the Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island. And the Tuttle Twins is a, a book series for children about the principles of freedom and economics. Having read a few of them myself, I, I highly, highly recommend them. Uh, one last thing uh, I'd like to mention is that this incident in Colorado is a wonderful advertisement for homeschooling. In fact, uh, the Babylon Bee. Uh, released a satirical meme saying, uh, Colorado school releases powerful commercial for why you should homeschool. And this is considered satire, but uh, I'm not sure where uh, uh, satire and truth uh, <laughs> cross because it's more true than, than satirical. So uh, it's, it's funny, but there is a whole lot of truth in the satire. Um, and, and on that note, if you haven't already, check out episode 54 of the Forge of Freedom. I had a discussion with uh, uh, Jonathan and Adriana Prescott about their book, Kids Don't Need School. And their book provides a powerful case for homeschooling and a compelling case to face and overcome many of the obstacles to homeschooling. Uh, one point that we discuss in that episode is that changing the world requires a return to, to the, the virtues, faith, and the education uh, of children to the family. And homeschooling helps accomplish just that. So, so please check out that episode. I think you'll enjoy it. So with that said, I hope you enjoyed the episode today. And speaking of Benjamin Franklin's join or die message. Uh, it would be awesome if you joined the ranks of the Forge of Freedom by liking the video or the podcast and subscribing to help us spread the message of freedom. You won't die if you don't, obviously, but I'd certainly appreciate your support. And after all, liberty does require eternal vigilance against the onslaught of the power hungry. So until next time, thanks for tuning in. And remember, you are the Forge of Freedom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Forge of Freedom. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. For more information or to connect with Alex, you can go to forgeoffreedom.com or follow him on Twitter at Forge of Freedom. Until next time, remember, you are the Forge of Freedom.